Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman Report. It is Monday, April 11th, 2022. How fast this year is going. Pretty soon it'll be uh, 2030 when we will have nothing. Be happy driving our little, uh, um, well, not driving, uh, riding on uh, electric buses or whatever and uh, living in pods, right? That's what they want. That's what they're going after. The uh, battle between the populists or the nationalists nationalists has, has appears to have this uh, somewhat of a negative connotation to it and, and I, I don't if you're a nationalist I, I'm, I'm right there behind you you're for your country's interests um, versus the globalists now I've got a great segment and a great show lined up for you please uh, stay with, stay with me with this segment because I'm going to wrap this up. And, and the question I have for all of you, and this is a genuine question, the path that is being taken, taken right now, are we being set up for a crackdown because of our response to the lockdowns? In other words, or asked differently, are we, as the Christian conservative fighting patriotic men and women of this country, the, specifically the United States, specifically Canada, and really all of the countries of the West, are we being pulled into this um, fishbowl or this... Uh, um, are, we, are, we, are we being flanked here? And are we being played in order for to get us to fight on their terms? Now, I apologize for the cumbersome nature of the question, but we have to ask ourselves that question. Because you never want to fight a war on someone else's terms. And believe me, we are at war. I had many great talks this weekend with uh, uh, a lot of people uh, Steve Quayle, others um, in the venue in which we, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, of which I'm a part. And uh, some people who are professionals, some people with military contacts, some people with border, some people within the border patrol, and other government agencies. So all told, I probably have spent... I would say, including today, somewhere between 12 to 14 hours worth of discussions, meetings, contacts, and what have you, with various individuals in order to bring today's segment together. And what left me, um, the the question that really I had uh, at the end of all of this, and a question that was on on the minds of pretty much everyone that I spoke with, is the tactics that are currently being used. Now, let me start off with this. Uh, with, uh, by the way, Eric the Tech, it's Monday. How are you, sir? How was your weekend? It was great. How about yours? 
it was fine. Non-bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's always a good thing when blood doesn't flow over the weekend. That's good. Um, no, uh, and folks, I hope you folks had a great weekend as well. And I want to thank each and every one of you for your belief and trust in, in this uh, platform. But in the event you didn't notice this, there was a TED Talk that uh, Elon Musk, uh, Bill Gates, and Al Gore attended. And uh, um, there was a little bit of an uprising outside. Did you happen to see this? Oh, my goodness. If you haven't seen this, the reason I'm playing this is not for any type of effect. You have to know that we are making a difference. And when I say we, I'm including you. The, the people who watch, listen, and tell others about this, this program, this show. Now, there are other shows, of course. People I respect, I, I admire, who have great platforms. But, you know, someone had said to me this weekend, I have never seen an audience that is so responsive to what you're saying than your audience. And that includes mega um, audiences such as, as an example now only, Coast to Coast AM. Um, The response is uh, tremendously different. And it's because of you folks who are awake. And I congratulate every one of you. And I don't care if you're you're impaired in any way, physically impaired in any way where you can't get out, uh, as long as you take part in this, in this blowback against the, the globalist agenda, you're, you're making a difference. But I want to show you this video, and um, we're going to kind of segment it in parts, I, I suppose. Uh, we can uh, show you the, the, the opening, and then, uh, you know, we, we have a fast-forward to the middle and then the end. This is what happened when Bill Gates showed up for the TED Talk and uh, this was in Canada. And uh, the media, of course, has been silent about this. And so, so to set this up, thousands, thousands, as reported by the Gateway Pundits, thousands of outraged freedom activists surrounded the Vancouver Trade and Convention Center in Canada on Sunday, demanding the arrest of Bill Gates ahead of the Globalist Billionaire's keynote appearance. And you, compare this to even two years ago, a year ago. Compare the response to Gates or any of the globalists to what we saw even a couple of years ago. It's notable and very important to note. Here it is. So things have turned a little bit uh, interesting, finally. I'll leave it to Chris Sky. Thanks, Chris Sky. Uh, he moved the crowd over to the front doors because they kept everybody. They kept everybody in a certain area, and so Chris Sky decided to move people over. We just took a little walk here now to the front doors to make a little noise, so it got a little interesting now. (laughs) 
here at this point. Or Yeah, pause it. It's fine. Arrest Bill Gates. Now, now this video goes on for several minutes. And again, this is, out, this is in Vancouver. Vancouver. And the people there have stated that Bill Gates is hell-bent on modifying our DNA. Now, that's true in addition to controlling our food and everything else that we're doing. Now, now this is the so-called guy that uh, created Microsoft in his garage, right? Okay, if you believe that story, which you shouldn't, but I digress. The protesters or the people there said, look, he's not our God. He's not a doctor. It's not a pandemic. It's a plandemic. He's not elected. No one elected him, but he thinks he's more important than the government himself. These are people now that are not only waking up, they're standing up and they're showing up. And the and I and I spoke to someone who was who covered this event, uh, but I only spoke to this person briefly. And the situation is this: the police now. There's a different, um, and again, this is a different province than, than we saw with uh, um, with uh, uh, you know Ottawa and Ontario and such. But the the police there are the the, the word that was used. The police appeared shell shocked by the reaction of the crowd from the, this brief conversation I had. Now, there were a number of doctors from Doctors on Tour who took the stage outside the 2022 TED conference for this uh, protest as well. And Dr. uh, Sophia Bayfield said, look, any doctors who start to speak up against the mandates, who start to speak up against about the media narrative are paying a price. We are paying a price professionally. Psychologists are coming after us. We are losing our hospital privileges. Now, not coincidentally, I had a breakfast meeting with uh, with someone. I'm not going to give out names, but a doctor from a nearby city who's saying the same thing. It's worse than that. You think the mandates have gone. You think COVID is gone. You think that everything's getting relaxed. It's not. For example, um, nurses at, at a local, well, at UPMC Healthcare, it's, it's public knowledge, are, are being told, if you don't receive this mutagenic jab, you will be fired. End of story. There is harassment by the hospital administrators, not of UPMC, okay? I'm not alleging anything about UPMC. I'm saying this with a broad brush. You will find harassment by hospital administrators on people. So so the question is, why this push? All right. Let's go to communist China. And, And the sad thing about when people refer to China, they don't say communist China. China is a communist country, of course, we know that. Anyone who graduated the first grade or done graduated the sixth grade, as uh, Jethro from the Beverly Hills would say, um, knows that China is a communist country. Have you seen what's going on in China? 
Um, if we go to video four, Eric the Tech, did I screw you up on that? I probably did, right? If we go to video four, uh, ba ba yeah, that's right, that's right. Or you can pick out any one on Jack Basovic, who's uh, again a friend of mine, friend of the program, um, has been watching this as well. Shanghai, for example what they're doing in Shanghai and any one of the videos that he's got on his feed. Uh, I just picked one, uh, because I, I think it speaks to the incredible events taking place in Shanghai that you're not seeing on the media. You're not seeing any of this on the media. Uh, but remember this is for your health, right? This is for your health. The, programming of the American people has been complete. The programming of the majority of the people in in America has been complete. The programming for the majority of people in the West has been complete. A lot of the the programming that we're seeing today, whether it be on television commercials or whatever, originated back during the Korean War. And uh, you, you remember the Manchurian candidate. Well, think Manchurian candidate on steroids refined to reflect the current day with a different objective. That's what we're seeing today. This is coming from communist China. This is coming from communists within the United States. This is coming from uh, the, the very same people who have been in charge of the shadow government for a long time. Let's play video four and watch this snippet about what's going on in China. Go ahead. Now these are holding centers for COVID people. For the radio listeners, what you're seeing is a, a, a young woman on the floor in distress. You're seeing people walking around in uh, like white biohazard suits, masks. They're herding into these cubicles like cattle. And those that don't make it into these centers are being starved inside their homes. Okay, if and, and if this isn't too much trouble, since we're on this roll here, if you um, or if it is trouble, um, you can see the Shanghai, and, and you don't have to. Well, you know what? You don't have to put this up. But the Shanghai military is moving in, of course, and they're they're beating people, they're arresting people. Um, it's full blown communism, and it's full blown lockdowns. It, it's a it, it's a repeat of what happened two years ago, but this is a little bit different. So the question is why, why, why? Because there's something else coming down. And, and okay, actually there's two reasons. There is something else coming down, and I do suspect, based on all of my investigative research, that it's going to be some sort of um, hemorrhagic-type fever. And they will stipulate, this is, again, this is my belief, you you want the uh, the antidote the 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 cure the the, the treatment for in the uh, vax for the hemorrhagic fever whether it's Ebola or some other similar type 
then you've got to make sure you're up on your shots. That includes your uh, mutagenic jab of COVID and uh, for, for the uh, SARS-CoV-2, as well as the boosters. Now, to prove this, to prove that this is not just not over, but this will be renewed in advance of the midterms. But people look at that and say, okay, this is because of the midterms. No, this is not just because of the midterms. The midterms just happen to fall in that that time period. This is the new, what they want you to believe is the new normal. This is this new captivity of us, the population, all right? What I'm saying is the globalists are making their moves every single day. They've, they're meeting in private. They're, they're, they're meeting um, and they're arranging their, their uh, 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 scheduling. I, I don't know. They're coordinating between countries of what they're going to do to the people who will not go along with the narrative. Case in point, Fauci over the weekend. Let's go to video one. Hey, you know what? We may need to revert to being more careful in having more, what? Indoor masking. Okay, now again, this is, has nothing to do with your health. It has nothing to do with masks. A mask is nothing more than a visible mind control device. Let me tell you, it does not, it has no effect, no impact. You know this. But this is all about compliance and the surveillance of the uh, the surveillance of the compliant, but especially the surveillance of the non-compliant, the identification and surveillance of the non-compliant in advance of bringing down the economy, killing the dollar, and giving us a digital currency that will involve as well surveillance properties and the ability to shut you off before you become more of a problem. That's where this is ultimately headed. Let's go to video one, Fauci, 28 seconds. Listen to this. To see an uptick, I think people need to appreciate that that's the case and follow the CDC guidelines because remember, when the metrics were put forth, the new metrics, looking at the guidance of masking, it was said that if we do start seeing an uptick, particularly of hospitalizations, we may need to revert back to being more careful and having more utilizations of masks indoor. But right now, we're watching it very, very carefully. Okay, aside from this guy never never, uh, turning away from a camera, uh, I mean, believe me, the most dangerous place to be is between Fauci and a camera. But, okay, don't take Fauci's word for it. Scott Gottlieb. This is video two. Now, this is more extensive. Fauci appeared on ABC this week, this weekend, but Scott Gottlieb had said something um, a little bit more in depth. And I think if you take this apart, this will reveal more of the intent of the globalists with respect to potential or under the pretext of uh, potential health hazards. Watch this and listen carefully to what Gottlieb has to say. And I I guess if you looked at a playbook, um, doctor, there are parts of China that that seemed like they did 
the wrong thing in terms of, of trying to react. And different than, than the way we did it here, I think. What, what's the vaccination rate in Shanghai? One second. Okay. Uh, for the radio listeners, and I, and I apologize, uh, record case count in Shanghai. 26 million residents remain under lockdown. Notice that's not the record case count. Okay. The case count is in the single digits to be most accurate. It's Gottlieb talking, of course, on Developing Story on the uh, uh, business uh, channel here. But listen to what Gottlieb has to say. Go ahead. And then what's the vac- vaccination rate in elderly in Shanghai? I think that's a real issue. Yeah, well, Shanghai has one of the largest, oldest urban populations. There's about 4 million people over the age of 60, and about 50% of the people over the age of uh, 80 in Shanghai haven't had two or more doses of vaccine. If you look countrywide in China, 52 million people over the age of 60 have not been vaccinated at all. Only about 50% of those over the age of 60 have been boosted. So their vaccination rates are low. And the, the problem is that they these lockdowns that we're seeing in China, which are true lockdowns, I mean, these are brutal lockdowns, seem to be the ends in and of themselves. They're not using these kinds of mitigation measures or any of the mitigation that they've deployed over the last few years to try to buy themselves time to get immunity to that population through vaccination. Their vaccination rates actually are quite low, particularly among older individuals. So the, the mitigation seems to be the ends in and of themselves, and they haven't used that time uh, wisely. Yeah, I mean, I've seen op-eds written that... Uh, it- they haven't used that time wisely. Let me translate that for you. The people who want and have wanted to get the jab have done so already. Now we're dealing with a population who does not want it. Okay, so we are going to have to change tactics in order to make them, compel them to get it. Now, specifically in communist China, it is starving the population. Which brings me to America and to, to, to an equal extent, Canada. But Canada is a different structure and different situation. But in America, you've got what? You've got Joseph Robinette Biden in the White House. You know he's not running a damn thing, right? You know this guy, uh, in his head, it would be like two monkeys fighting over a banana, that's what takes place in his head, in my view, on a daily basis. He's not making any decisions, and it, it, it's a you know show up there, okay, in his head. But Biden has got a problem. Well, the globalists have a problem, and the problem exists with Biden. Now, Biden has not. Well, he's he's essentially made too many visible gaffes or too many visible, um, his impairments are too visible to people. Okay. People know that Biden isn't running things. There has to be a takeover of, in, in kind of a redo of, of got to put someone in there who's more believable than Biden because they're, we're losing the narrative according to the globalists. Also, um, there's an upset with the numbers. If you look at the numbers, whether it be about the border, whether it be about the economy, the inflation, the gas prices, the support for Biden is 
waning. And of course, that is riling up the uh, people, normal people here in America. So they've got to do something about Biden. And this brings me to this piece by Miranda Devine. If you kind of connect the dots, you can see where this is headed. In the New York Post, Miranda Devine has been one of the one of the key people following the Hunter Biden laptop story. And the oh my goodness, the the horrible um, influence peddling from the Obama regime into and. Not so much, but even during the Trump administration by the Biden family, although they were pretty um, impotent during that period. But now with Biden in, the influence peddling, and uh, there, there's still an element there, or at least the consequences of the private, uh, previous influence peddling. But here's the thing. that When the New York Post and the Washington uh, Post both agree on the legitimacy of the Biden laptop and they're they're saying okay yeah yeah that okay that's not russian disinformation countering 50 intelligence agents and agencies well agents uh from 2016 you know there's a problem you've got anyone with anyone with any kind of critical thinking skills would realize look they're they're going to get rid of biden but what get harris I don't think so. I don't think Harris, no. So there's got to be something going on with the takedown of Biden and the removal of Harris and the implementation of somebody like McCarthy or someone someone in that, in that position. And we are going to be faced with a constitutional crisis, of course. So somebody like Kevin McCarthy could take it. Who knows? Okay, I don't know beyond the first part. I don't know what would happen. But if you look at the New York Post today, or I'm sorry, this from yesterday, uh, Miranda Devine gets into the nitty-gritty of the grand jury investigation into Hunter Biden, which implicates Joe Biden. It implicates Jim Biden. It implicates, obviously, Hunter Biden and Jill Biden. That whole family is going down. The Biden family scheme unravels, and that is going to be one heck of a mess. Never has it been so obvious of influence peddling than this. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, the witnesses, uh, I, I want to just point out in this article here, and I know that there's a, it's difficult to navigate the pop-ups and the, all the other stuff that goes on. Um, the issue is, of course, and you might remember this, the emails on the uh, and other material on Hunter, Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop that point to the ostensible POTUS, Joe Biden, his involvement, they're plentiful. The, there's also a six-hour interview of Hunter's uh, former boss's partner, Tony Bobulinski, who He gave an interview to the FBI last year along with a whole trove of documents of email and encrypted messages. On the Biden hard drive, Biden, Joseph Biden, is identified, yes, as the big guy, but also as Celtic. So those of you who have gone through some of the emails, remember that. But now... 
in the Delaware grand jury, they're asking who is exactly the big guy. There are some questions that, that are being raised, and I'm not saying there are leaks within this grand jury, but there's enough information coming out from the periphery of this grand jury to know that, well, to echo Miranda Devine, the White House position is unsustainable. What she is saying is alarm bells are starting to ring in Democratic circles as the White House stone walls in the face of increasing media inquiries. And she writes this in two absurd statements in recent days. White House spokesman, uh, spokespeople said the president stands by his pre-election statement that Hunter never received any money from China, which is BS because I've got the proof and I know the FBI has the proof. And when I say that, I'm not talking about documentation. I'm talking about proof, okay, through the hard drive. He has sold out this, his family, the Biden family has sold this country out. Okay, now moving quickly because I, I'm getting to a point. And here, um, oh, one more thing to add to this. Again, seemingly disparate issues. The Daily Mail um, page in Buffalo, New York, Alan West spoke here within the last week. And, and now I know Buffalo very, very well. Uh, I'm only, what, 90 miles, as I said, away from Buffalo. I spent a lot of time in Buffalo working cases. I know the area very well. Uh, you know, I know University of Buffalo extremely well. Um, the reason I bring this up is this is the other element of the question I initially asked. Are we being set up for something, uh, some type of fight on their terms, not on ours? When Alan West spoke, there was a big, uh, a very big kerfluffle outside with Antifa, BLM, uh, anarchists, what have you, causing trouble, and even inside. But here's the, I believe, one of the most important aspects of what happened. The female conservative student from the University of Buffalo was hunted down by a group of individuals screaming, no justice, no peace, after she invited West to speak, okay? Now, again, you might think, well, okay, what do you expect? This is an important read because inside, and I'm not going to get too detailed in this article, but inside this article is evidence, at least in my view, or documentation of this organized movement to go after, to maim, to injure, and even perhaps kill those people who are responsible for organizing these types of events. Now think about the backlash, if any, that might happen should that happen. This is an important, very important story. When you read this story, the link will be in the program description box at havingreport.com. So what would happen on our side? What would our side do? Let's say this woke mob who was hunting down this, this female conservative student who actually, um, and she's going to have, by the way, she's going to have to make changes. We actually invited West to speak. 
What's going to happen if something happens to her or someone like her in that position? Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, it will. Not to her necessarily, but it's about to happen. You're about to see a kinetic form of domestic warfare, the likes of the SDS back in in the 60s, take place. Which brings me to my last and, and final question. With what we're seeing, and I know we're, we're, I know this is a lot. Okay, we're seeing a lot, but with what we're seeing right now, here's the question: the globalist. Here's the. Uh, I'll just make a statement before the question. The globalists know they're losing the narrative on the coronavirus. They're losing the narrative, so they're going to have to do something about that. They're losing the narrative on the control. They're losing the narrative on the control grid of surveillance, the uh, panopticon of surveillance by way of uh, contact tracing, what have you. They're losing control over um, pretty much everything they've tried as it relates to the SARS-CoV-2 virus that they created and the uh, mutagenic injections that they created and deployed, which people are saying, no, no. The information is coming out about about both the origins of SARS-CoV-2, the uh, relationship between Fauci, Collins, DASIC, Echo Health Alliance, um, the Bat Lady, and even the Ukrainian biolabs, bioweapon labs. All of this is coming out now. People are starting to wake up. They're losing control over the narrative. Biden is self-destructing, all right? One monkey apparently is on top of the other monkey at the point at this point, grabbing for that banana. Okay, so at, so now they know that we know. And we know that they know. And they know that we know that they know. So is, is this something right now? And we have to ask ourselves all the time, before we commit to a, a strategy, I believe, are we being led down a path? John Moore's going to be, gonna be uh, coming right up here, but before he comes on, I want him to, to consider this, and we can talk about this. This is Darren Beatty on The War Room. And, and there are, I mean, hundreds of videos out there. But I, uh, after do, a lot of consideration, I listened to this and I thought, wait a minute. This needs to be asked. Is the left orchestrating a civil war to escalate their draconian project? Now, it's not the fact that I am totally against fighting back, because I'm not, and I will. But on whose terms? And that's the issue. Because we have to be smarter than they are. Especially given the fact that these people are stupid so, but we have to be smarter. Let's listen to and watch this, and then we'll bring John on from thelibertyman.com. But watch this. Darren, here's what I do. You've been on Bishop. And i got to tell you, Revolver, you know, National Pulse Human Events, we are so blessed in this holiday season, this Christmas season, to have had patriots like yourself and Raheem Kassam and Jack Basobic who could go do so many other things in the world to make more money that have dedicated your life to your country and to your countrymen and, quite frankly, to the betterment of mankind. This loose talk about insurrection and about civil war is all from the left, right? 
and now they're sitting in the Pentagon, got three generals, uh, all this. This is nonsense. The reason is they're going to get swept in the elections from here forward because we're never again going to allow to do what they did in November 2020. We're getting to the bottom of that. We're going to have a huge, huge special next week to talk about all of that, getting to the bottom of 3 November because that's the only way we can go forward. Darren Beatty, what about these generals and this loose talk in the national security apparatus about a civil war and the types of measures they talk about of putting down the Trump movement, sir? Well, I think it's a very dangerous escalation of a pre-existing trend, and that trend is the weaponization of the national security state against the American people, in particular against Trump supporters, against people who lean right, conservative, or just generally who oppose the direction of the globalist American empire. And you see that across several different dimensions. You see it with the FBI, the CIA, and so forth, DOJ. But you see it increasingly within the DOD itself, which uh, up till very recently has been sacrosanct territory from the standpoint of most conservatives. Uh, But it's just as corrupt as all the other institutions, especially at the highest levels. And you see these generals... um, you know, basically playing a very dangerous game, uh, seeding this idea that, oh, there could be a civil war insurrection. What they mean by that is assuming that our thesis is correct about what really happened in January 6th, they might be planning a similar operation then to justify even further crackdown on political dissent in the United States. We don't know what they're gearing up for, but it seems that they're telegraphing that they're very interested in escalating their already draconian um, uh, project to squelch and crush and really completely silence any political dissent against the globalist American empire regime. Uh, Last question. Your Ray Epps piece is just a blockbuster. Uh, President Trump actually put it out the other day on one of his notes to the people, and it was pretty amazing what he did. Everybody, President Trump's putting out there, and we need everybody to read this piece and read his companion pieces and all the pieces that he links to during the day. Any updates? Uh, just tell us about how viral this is getting and what we can, and how this audience can help and assist in pushing this out because this is a blockbuster. You're reporting on this, sir. No, it's it's by far the biggest story we've ever run. It's white hot. It's everywhere. I'm tremendously gratified that President Trump himself read the piece and released a, a press release last night calling on everyone to read this piece. This is the very first time that Trump has publicly acknowledged the thesis that January 6th could have been the result of uh, FBI federal involvement. So I think that's a huge development, and I hope he continues to talk about this. I've just been receiving tremendous feedback, been getting reports and messages from defense counsel of various January 6th detainees. I sincerely hope that the defense counsels, which I will be talking to, will adopt uh, this um, uh, thesis as part of their defense strategy and start issuing subpoenas were appropriate to Ray Epps and other individuals who may have been coordinated with the federal government or working for the federal government. Um, this is, uh, we've es- re- reached escape velocity. There's no going back from here. And I think uh, as we continue to press on, the American public will get the full and final truth of what happened that day, the dark truth about what the government did on January 6th. 
All right. And you can, you can stop right there. I hope people, when you listen to that, you were saying, wait a minute, that can't be from yesterday or today, this week. Now, that was from December 21st. And the reason I, I played it without that type of introduction, we cannot stop thinking about what happened on January 6th. The FBI involvement, the FBI involvement that we saw with the Whitmer kidnapping plot that last week um, resulted in two not guilty verdicts and a hung jury on two others. This the, the FBI fingerprints are all over everything that we see taking place in terms of uh, talk about a civil war. The question still remains. Okay, and and I wanted the Ray Epps part to, um, to be focused upon as well. There are many Ray Epps out there. There are many FBI infiltrators out there. There are many people out there working that you think, oh, hey, they believe in the same nationalist ideology we do. Uh, no, no. So the question is, with everything that we're seeing, the coordination between the SARS-CoV-2 COVID uh, re-implementation of lockdowns or, or talk of that, the things happening in China, concurrent with last week, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, February 2022, which was released, I think, a week ago, Southwest Border Mass Regulation Migration Contingency Plan that says, hey, you know what? Um Going to let let all these uh, folks in. Lift Title Forty Two restrictions. Let everyone in. You're you're talking about two hundred thousand uh, an invasion force of two hundred thousand per week. Border Patrol is quitting. So you've got that problem. You've got the lockdown issue. You've got so many other issues, and including an, an economy that is imploding upon itself. Are we? being set up like in January 6th style for whatever is due to come next. And I'm going to get my comments on that from John Moore and whatever else he wants to talk about. I, I really encroached on this time and I, I apologize for that before I get to John. I just want to ask you a question. Um, uh, well, I want to say thank you to our corporate sponsors. Thank you to, to anyone who has supported this platform. We appreciate you very, very much, more than you'll ever know for keeping us on the air and to the corporate sponsors like Lightstream and Lightstream does a great service. I don't talk about her or, or um, I don't, I, I don't uh, it, it advertise, uh, have sponsors that I don't use myself or believe in fully. Lightstream dot, uh, com slash Hagman is that corporate sponsor. You know, it's frustrating when you feel like credit card debt is getting in the way of your big life goals. And if you're tired of paying high interest rates on your credit card debt, check out lightstream.com slash Hagman. Their credit card consolidation loan can help you pay off the high interest rate credit cards really fast and keep more money in your pocket in the process. You can use that money then to get your preps. You know, uh, this is a great service. You need this. Here is how it works. Uh, first of all, light uh, loans range uh, from $5,000 to $100,000. You can roll your cards into one low payment into a fixed rate as low as, um, my goodness, 
I think it's 5.97. Let, let me just double check here. Standby. It is. You can you can roll your interest rates at 5.73%. Scratch what I said before. You can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 5.73% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. It's way lower than most credit cards. And if you got a if you got a lot of that credit card debt that's been hanging around for a while, you might feel stuck with these high rates. But with Lightstream, you've got an op- option that actually works for you. And I cannot thank them enough. They've helped out family members, friends, and even us to an extent when we did studio remodeling. So here's how to get this special offer. Apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. Just go to lightstream.com slash Hagman. That is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Hagman. Two ends on Hagman. This is subject to credit approval. Rates rates range from 5.73% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit terms and conditions apply. Offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Hagman for more information. You'll be glad you did. You'll thank me later. And I've got to tell you, they have saved the bacon of many people I know personally and professionally it's a great company again rates fixed rate as low as 5.73 percent apr with auto pay and excellent credit it's a great company great people there they'll help you out lightstream.com slash hagman and again i want to thank them john moore the liberty man.com that one of the most busiest guys i know in the industry one of the most plugged in guys i know in the industry one of the most level-headed guys i know a, a, a homicide detective, former military. This guy has got a resume, you know, that could choke a horse, a big horse, too. He has a radio program. If you, if you look on your screen right there, if you go to thelibertyman.com, right on the front page is his current program, current radio show, three hours a day. This guy doesn't tire, man. He doesn't tire. He can run circles around me. I don't know about Eric, but around me, for sure. You drill down for archives. Get the archives, listen to them. This is, to me, this is absolutely necessary show prep for me and information download for, for everybody, really. It's a great show. It's uh, Liberty Man, thelibertyman.com. And then if you scroll down on this, on this webpage, you'll see articles that relate to um, and, and news headlines that relate to today. Of course, a variety of products that he endorses, uh, affiliates and uh, uh sells directly support john moore he deserves it and uh, he works hard for that plus the slew of information as you see on your screen john again thank you for your patience and uh, i want to get your comments are we walking into a trap or are we getting set up uh, or take us in any direction that you want us to take the rest of the time my brother is yours well sir thank you doug it's good to be with you as always um well, let's address the topic that you were talking about the first part of the show, and that would be uh, the true nature of what happened January 6th, uh, who's behind it, uh, and the fact that it is it's becoming more and more evident that the narrative put together by uh, Joe Biden, Obama, and the rest of that crew is falling apart. Um, most men and women who are familiar with history and, and the way a narrative works and what it takes to fall apart would be aware that at some point it would fall apart. I believe they hoped that 
that they would accomplish their goal before uh, the evidence came out that the whole thing was a, was a sham. Uh, they were wrong. They were wrong. Um, the independent media, which you and I are part of, uh, which includes dozens of hardworking men and women doing research, sometimes at the risk of their life, by the way, are bringing the truth to light. And desperate men do desperate things. And that's where this gets dangerous. Uh, they know that unless they go to a country with no extradition, that they're toast. They know that if, if they, unless they do something really desperate and, and probably really violent to uh, change what's going on, which is uh, such as Steve Bannon, as, as you just showed a moment ago, uh, getting the evidence out that the whole thing's falling apart. And I say good riddance. Um, there's no mention made this morning uh, or today of the John Durham investigation, but uh, I think that bears looking at. There, there's supposedly a insider that's leaking little dips, drips and drabs of the Durham investigation here and there. Uh, the details are yet to come out. Uh, what I'm about to say applies to everything concerning January 6th and John Durham. With that type of high-level investigation, there's going to be evidence of fairly low to mid-level management people, shall we say, that there's enough evidence to indict and convict them. So the smart thing for Durham or any, any other official that's at one, that has the, the power of subpoena and the power to prosecute would be to uh, subpoena, indict, and then bring these men or women into a conference room with their attorney, let them know that there's enough evidence to uh, both indict and convict. And a deal can be cut if they're willing to talk and give up evidence to the next level higher. That's the way this is done, Doug. And I wouldn't be surprised if John Durham's already in a process of doing that quietly, behind the scenes, uh, having indictments issued, uh, and negotiating with the low-level people to get to the mid-level and get to the top. And I've seen this happen in my, in my career, and I'm sure, Doug, you've seen it also, haven't you, sir? You know, I have. And, and for the people listening unfamiliar with the John Durham investigation, that, that relates primarily to the uh, um, Russian collusion set up by the Hillary Clinton campaign, by, by the attorneys involved in that. And so that goes back, um, what, six years at least. But now we're, we're seeing this come out. Uh, but yes, I, I've seen, to answer your question, absolutely. But, but people have to understand that, that this, is, uh, uh, this goes back to the Clinton-Trump uh, um, era in the campaigns. Uh, but it also involves uh, the FBI misconduct in criminal misconduct, the FBI lying, FBI agents lying under oath, um, and Durham caught them, and the implications even today as they apply to current FBI operations today. So, yes, absolutely, I've seen it. Well, well Doug, uh, the Durham uh, investigation is, is focused on exactly what you said on one hand. On the other, you're going to find... Uh, eventually they're going to find what Durham's going to find is people connected to all the other matters we're concerned about yep. the vote fraud yep 
the uh, Hunter Biden schemes. And uh, it's probably a relatively, when I say relatively short list, maybe uh, 200 men and women that are interconnected through all these different schemes. Uh, uh, you know, that, that's what's going to be found. The, I, I doubt that the uh, Russian uh, stories were compartmentalized to the part to the point where men and women involved in that in that scheme or schemes plural were not involved in the other schemes. Hundred percent. It's a yep. it's a it's a it's a small club of men and women that they trust to do things. It's not thousands. It's it's a couple of hundred. And, and that's why and they all I, know each I, other. Yeah, and I they, want to tell they, they, Go ahead. They, they, so, go they ahead. have dinner together. They socialize together. They intermarry. They trust each other. And uh, matters of this nature are kept within that inner circle of maybe a couple of hundred people. And even that, that may be a large number. You're right. So when, when Durham starts issuing indictments against people that on the out, on, on the, from an outward appearance, may only be involved in the Russian collusion matter, what he's going to find and what we're all eventually going to learn is that these people being indicted for the Russian collusion were also involved in Hunter Biden schemes and voting scams and all the things that we're concerned about uh, that, that are hurting our country, hurting our republic. Uh, yeah, so it, I have it, great hope. I have great hope that Durham will help our republic. And I, I want to just reinforce with people the reason John is is talking the the reason John is so relevant um, on this is because he himself has worked investigations that are that are pretty much like this where you get um, the investigator grabs a hold of one person or one string of this ball of yarn or one one you know, a uh, uh, thing that's spoken out and they start pulling it and everything unravels. And that's exactly, uh, you've, you've been in those investigations. You've conducted those investigations. I have. And, and so I people have, understand, and, and, he knows what he's talking well, about. Let's, 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 let's help everybody out here. Um, let's say you've got a, a, a plumber that does work uh, for you and you've, you've known this plumber for 10 or more years. He's done excellent work. At a good price, he always shows up when you need him. And you need a carpenter. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to call your plumber friend and say, hey, do you know a carpenter that can help me? And that's the way life works. That's the way our society works. So if you've got a a trusted person working on the uh, Russian collusion on your behalf, and you need somebody to work on uh, vote fraud, you're going to ask the trusted person that you already know. And you already trust to help you out with the vote scam. And that's how all these people are connected, because they all know each other. They've worked together on different projects for years. They don't bring out and they don't bring outsiders unless it's a matter of technical expertise. They don't have access to otherwise. They keep it in the club. So with this narrative falling apart, here's what this means for all our listeners. As I said a moment ago. Desperate men do desperate things. And, of course, who's pulling the strings? The Chinese communists. Look at their goals, what they want to achieve. Well, that, that's colonizing the United States with no Americans. That's their goal. And they will do whatever it takes 
Uh, I do want to segue into something that's happening this evening. Uh, that would be uh, Stuart Peter, Stu Peters, interviewing Dr. Brian Artis. I don't know if you've ran across this or not, but Mike Adams is interviewing Artis also in the next three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. If, if what Dr. Artis says is true, and as Stu Peter says, there's 4,000 pages of documents that uh, Dr. Artis has provided to Stu Peter's team. This, uh, this evidence will help solve some things we've been wondering for quite a few months, Doug. We both heard the following. There is no virus. There is no COVID-19 virus. The virus has not been isolated. You and I have heard that multiple, multiple times. If what Dr. Artis is saying is true, this solves that question. Dr. Artis is providing uh, evidence that what's been happening is waterborne poison uh, instead of a virus. Now, if that's true, which it may be, we don't know yet, the evidence will be presented at, at beginning at uh, 6 p.m. this evening on Stuart Peter show, and Mike Adams will be presenting the same evidence in the next three days. Uh, we're looking at a whole new uh, level of conspiracy, a whole new level of criminality, a whole new level of love horrific activity on the part of these actors okay explain so, uh, because you said waterborne virus is that what poison. you said waterborne pirate waterborne poison. poison okay what do you mean by that or, or or don't we know yet i heard reference to uh, a scientist having uh synthesized uh the venom of a rattlesnake i'm not sure how much role that plays in it but that's one of the things i've heard uh, the okay, level is, of, is that the gentleman that is no longer with us? Uh, he, he was murdered? Shot to death. Yeah. Okay. Precisely. All right. Precisely. The Asian gentleman right. whose name I don't recall. Um, the level of the logistics required to get poison into the water, public water supplies in major cities and do it covertly is breathtaking on one hand. On the other if you've got the finest resources of a major country such as China behind it and the Chinese intelligence services, why not? Why not? Of course it could be done. Um, wow. So that's only, you know, the real Stu Peter's show is only, uh, well, a few hours away. You and I are, broad, are recording this in the yes. middle of the day. Yes. I believe you're, you're playing it at 1800 Eastern time this evening. Um, 1900, uh, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7 p.m. Okay, well, uh, that's, that's an hour after Stu Peters has his show, so okay. maybe people can, can watch uh, Stu Peterson and watch your show as well and watch sure. me. Sure. Uh, but I encourage all my listeners to watch Stu Peters. Stu Peters has done a great job interviewing uh, folks that are what I would call uh, – first-person witnesses to what's going on, scientists and doctors regarding COVID-19. And uh, so kudos to Stu Peters and kudos to Mike Adams for bringing the evidence to us. We have, I have not seen the evidence. Uh, Stu Peters says it's 4,000 documents. One document could be 100 pages, by the way. 4,000 documents. Typically, a document's going to be more than one page. And so. <laughs> to, to be clear, yeah, right, exactly. And to be clear, none of this 
is from the uh, Pfizer or from the FDA release of documents, the 55,000 pages, right? Or is it some of it? No, well, my understanding is it's not. No, I, I wouldn't think yeah. that they would include something like that in the in the release. Okay. Um, no. All right. All right. Well, the, the Pfizer has to do with, with the, uh, the clot shot. This has to do with the public water supplies. Totally on. Un- un- at least unrelated in terms of Pfizer and what Pfizer has been doing that we know of anyway. Okay. Um, getting back to the, to the premise earlier, we've had some very highly qualified doctors and scientists say the following, the COVID-19 virus has not been isolated. And for, I've been hearing that for more than a year, Doug, and I'm, I'm sure you have also. How in the world can that be? What's making all these people sick? How can that be? If it's a waterborne poison, that's how it can be. Problem solved. A mortar, a waterborne virus in public water supplies. Doug, I've used the 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 analogy that for nearly two years, about two years, that we're living in a never-ending twilight zone episode. Uh, I was a boy when uh, early adolescence, when the Twilight Zone was being broadcast as a live, as a new, uh, you know, brand new program. It was cutting edge TV at the time, bringing storylines that were so strange and so bizarre and so off the wall, and camera work that was so strange. Cameras that were shooting up through a glass floor, shooting down from the ceiling, uh, all in black and white because they did things on the cheap. But, uh, well, yeah, I, I think back in you the, know that's what we are. We're in, we're in a never-ending yeah. Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. This, the whole thing is so surrealistic. Yes, you, you're, you're right. And by the way, obsolete man was one of my one of my favorite. And I think we're seeing that today um, as it relates to what you're talking about. But but go ahead, go ahead. Well, Can, sir, um, we'll all know when, when your your listeners are listening to this. At uh, 1900 tonight, many of them will have watched Two Peters and see the evidence that Two Peters presents with uh, Dr. Artis, and they can start their own evaluation of that evidence, as I'll be doing myself. I typically don't watch uh, any video presentation in the evening, but I'm making an exception tonight. I will be watching Stu Peters. I'll be watching Dr. Artis. I want to see the evidence for myself. So I can evaluate it myself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, hmm. there's probably several tens of thousands of you that will have watched this, I hope, because there's a lot of sources besides myself that are uh, talking about Dr. Artis and his presentation. And, of course, with the magic of archives, you can watch it anytime you want. Right. So if you didn't, if it's 1900 uh, Monday evening and you missed Dr. Artis, no worry, mate, because we have archives. <laughs> And uh, and you can still watch the presentation, look at the evidence. Now, clearly, in a one, I don't know if Peters is doing a one or two hour presentation. You can't cover very many of four thousand documents. No, you can't. No, they're going to hit the highlights. That's all they're going to do. Now, hopefully, Stu Peters will have some kind of archive of documents, and that's going to take a while just because of the logistics of doing it. Uh, a while, and from what I saw of his of his team, they've been busy all weekend this past weekend uh, preparing for tonight's show. But hopefully, it'll be an archive 
of 4,000 documents that people that will be uh, indexed and cross-referenced. Uh, without 4,000 documents being indexed and cross-referenced, it would be uh, quite a challenge, <laughs> shall well, we say. It, it's kind of like the Hunter Biden hard drive, okay? You, yeah. you know, um, Metabiota right. shows up and... Uh, it's difficult without without some sort of a um, um, you know a quality search ability to, to put everything together and to connect the dots. Well, I've had and I, uh, you have to have a brain that works in a certain way. Mine happens to do that. On one hand, on the other, I know the logistics and the time involved in doing it. Oh yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, Sue Peters people will index and cross reference the four thousand documents. So that people can review those documents, print them out, evaluate them, and so forth. Let me just ask you about this. Would it have to be mutually exclusive? In other words, um, a waterborne virus versus an airborne viral load? No, well, they're not using the term virus. Keep in mind. Poison versus. Poison. Precisely. Okay, so. I guess my question would be: It, it can be both, in my view. When I, um, they've isolated uh, uh, parts, okay, of the DNA of the um, sequence uh, of the supposed, you know, virus, if you will. Um, however, not the entirety of what normally well, would be isolated. Okay. Right. This I mean, may be the missing link. Right. Okay. There you we, go. We've had these high, very, you know, men and women that are highly qualified in the area of virology with PhDs spent decades working on virology. That's their expertise. Certainly not mine. Our yours, Doug. Right. Okay. But no. There, there, there's a there's a there's a commonality between many of these high level PhD virologists that that they're, they're they know they don't have the complete picture and. This began, at least in this country, in December 2020. That's, what, two years and more than three months of time, 27 months. More than enough time for the scientists at that level of expertise to isolate a virus. It hasn't been done. This may be the missing link. This may be the th- – and if you're not looking for something, you're not going to find it, Doug. That's a true so, statement. You, it, it, you, well, that's absolutely true. So – or if you I'm find it, you might anybody. not recognize it, you know, for what it is. Right. right. Go ahead. So, and, I, and I've come across that in, in dozens of investigations myself. Um, so this may be very well be the missing link of explaining what the hell has been going on since December of 2020 in this country and most of the world. Uh, so a waterborne poison put in public water supplies in most of the 120 or so countries, that would explain a lot, an awful lot, that has not been explained yet. Uh, I, I have every reason to believe that Dr. Mike Yaden, a, who was former vice president at Pfizer, former director of, of medical research at Pfizer, he's going to be on top of this uh, really heavy. Of course he is. Dr. Tenpenny and others, the names we've been hearing now for more than two years, they're going to be on top of this really heavy, really hard to evaluate the evidence, look at the facts, and come to their own conclusions. And once 
people like Dr. Tenpenny and Dr. Michael Yate have reviewed the evidence from the viewpoint of a highly qualified scientist and doctor, they'll be, they'll be broadcasting their own conclusions, Doug. What's going to be happening the next 30 to 90 days may be a massive game changer in this whole COVID-19 morass that we've been in now for 27 months that has destroyed so many lives, destroyed so many businesses, virtually destroyed the economy of the United States. It hasn't, but it came close. Uh, I don't think it's done yet. But, okay, so the the question of, to me, the question of my segment in the show essentially is, um, really, so when, because the, the globalists, the people in power, they're losing control over the narrative. And even when they have some semblance of control of the narrative, they're losing control of the population. They can't have this. They So what will this do in your estimation if this turns out to be, well, wait a second, this is something, and, and this is something that needs to be considered. How are the people going to react, and are we being pulled into something? Um, like a They j- hope. Go ahead. They hope. Go ahead. They hope. Um. Hmm. Okay, well, let's, let's and, go back. And I don't want to get into, uh, uh, well, we, we they, have they phrases. Will, they, they, we, the the phrase, ahead. as investigators, you know, paralysis by analysis, okay? Folks, don't, don't, don't do that, okay? Don't, don't be paralyzed by the, the analysis of what we're talking about. But understand what we're talking about could, in fact, be a game changer. Go ahead. In, in this type of investigation, you look at what the opposition can do, not what they will do. True. We don't know what they will do. Let's look at what they can do. And look at what happened with George Floyd, for example. George Floyd killed himself. The, the video existed from day one of George Floyd handcuffed and sitting comfortably in a nice upholstered seat in the back of a police cruiser, handcuffed, saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. That video existed from day one. Nobody saw it until the cities burned and people died. It's well known in both police and medical personnel that one of the well-known side effects of a drug overdose of the type of drug that he took, which I believe was fentanyl, is you lose your ability to breathe properly. That video, if it had been released the first day, would have clearly shown that George Floyd was dying of suicide because he took too much dope and was killing himself. And the rest of it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't. Now, what happened was George Soros paid for Uh, and recruited rioters in that case and in the case of Michael Brown and Ferguson. I did live reports from Ferguson in both sets of riots. And you know my friend Sam Andrews. Sam was up there protecting black lives and protecting black property. And here's what he observed. This is what he told me in my live reports. So it's nighttime in Ferguson. All the rioters are standing around talking about the weather, talking about sporting events. And then the TV lights come on from the from the from the uh, 
a TV cruiser there, and then they start rioting. No lights, no rioting. Lights on, rioting. That's what happened in Ferguson. These are trained, equipped, paid for rioters, and they're still on the play, are still on the payroll, waiting for the next call. From whatever pretext their handlers decide to use. Right. Right now, yep. on the on the eleventh day of April, twenty twenty two, the same people that were in Ferguson, the same people that are riding in Portland, they're still on the payroll, waiting for the phone call, waiting for the text message from the same people that are now becoming desperate. And if they have enough resources, Doug, and I believe they do, they can start what appears to be spontaneous riots, which won't be spontaneous, in a dozen or 15 or 20 major American cities all at the same day. Of course they can do that. And of course, uh, once these paid-for orchestrated riots begin, then other individuals who see what's going on as economic opportunity to steal shoes, steal flat screen TVs, or whatever else they can steal, alcohol and guns, they, they jump right in there because they see economic opportunity. So that's what we're looking at, Doug. Hmm. When these desperate people get backed far enough into a corner, they'll use a pretext, such as a man who commits suicide with drugs, a man who was rightfully and properly uh, shot to death, by a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri, because he had to defend his own life from being attacked by a man who could have been a professional football player. They'll use that pretext to start nationwide riots and have the major distraction that they're looking for, Doug. Okay, so, uh, and and I get what you're saying, and and here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at kind of the uh, cruising altitude view of things on a global scale. Because right now, okay, with what you said about Dr. Artisan, okay, we're, we're seeing this additional crackdown by the Chinese military in Shanghai, 26 million residents of the city being uh, forced into lockdown, forced into, into submission and compliance, okay? We're seeing that take place in China. Over what? Over a, a zero-tolerance COVID policy, their words, not mine. Okay, so... Well, Doug, they did it before and were successful. Why not do it again? Exactly, but why? But my question is, why now? And because they have, because they need to. <laughs> That's why now. Why do they, they need? need to. But why do they need to? And they the, need to because the narrative is falling there apart. There it is. The whole thing's about to be exposed. There it to is. The whole world. Okay, that's exactly so. And, and if the narrative is eroded further by truth tellers. The response by the globalists, to me, is going to be a Shanghai type of approach on a global scale. It has to be harsh and it has to be immediate. Right. And they have to have the mainstream media on their side, which they do. They have to control the mainstream media, which they do. And the, the sheeple, as we sometimes call them, they'll fall right at a step like they did before with the mainstream narrative of Unfortunately, Doug, which and we, you, myself, our watchers, we are the remnant. We are. We didn't fall in lockstep 27 months ago, and we're not going to do it now. No, Uh, no, you're exactly. And and that's why I wanted 
to play that December 21st, 2021 clip of Bannon and Darren Beatty talking about the January 6th and Ray Epps and the setup and all of this to remind people that, hey, this is still in play, okay? And I think it segues nicely into what you're talking about, especially as the narrative collapses, because now we're finding out more and more and more. So they've got to increase the pressure of their jackbooted thugs onto the throats of the American and people in all of the West, and even in communist China, especially in communist China, because they can do that. But so, so that's, where, that's where all of this is kind of coming to a head now. And I think I think you spell it out very very succinctly and nicely, and I think that we can see it coming to a head here. And something is going to happen. There's going to be some sort of mass event or mass events that are going to be game changing here in the near term. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Absolutely. Well, once again, the live reports I got from Ferguson involved my friend Sam Andrews, uh, an, another friend I've known since 19. 19- 94 or so, who was a resident of Ferguson. Another gentleman I've known about the same period of time who was a resident. They both evacuated their families and they defended their homes. Um, we, uh, we're looking at, uh, well, first of all, in both Ferguson and uh, uh, the, the uh, George Floyd riots in uh, Minnesota, and Portland and Seattle. I don't know how many dozens, but dozens of phones were confiscated by law enforcement, which means they confiscated all of their contacts, which means for several years now, uh, the Department of Justice and local law enforcement has had access to all these contacts to do an investigation as to the chain of command and who who was in, in place to give orders, who was in place to receive orders, and where's the indictments, Doug? Where are the indictments from all that evidence that was taken from all these arrested rioters that had the necessary intelligence on their telephones? I haven't seen it. Have you, Doug? No, I, I haven't seen them at all. No, of course no. Of course not. We, No, nor will we. Well, that tells me there's complicity at the highest levels. Right. At the Department of Justice. Uh this is simple uh, elementary investigations. You don't need to be a 10-year FBI agent to figure out how to take information off a cell phone and figure out who these people are. That's not complex. In fact, most bright 12-year-olds could do it, quite frankly. But, but where's the indictments? Where's the arrest? Where's the conviction? Exactly. And I want to share this tidbit with you, okay? I'm not giving away any, uh, I'm not talking out of school, but we're consulting on a case right now and a uh, uh, something you mentioned, okay? And I'm going to warn people about this. You have an iPhone, okay? If you, if you have an iPhone or even an Android phone, okay? You snap a photograph. Let's say you're, at, you're in Central Park. Um, and you you text that photograph to oh I don't know John Smith and John Smith somehow forwards that photograph to me right you you follow me on this okay we've done this with uh, for investigative um, 
purpose. We've done this. We've taken that photograph. We've extracted the metadata, and we could find exactly number one: what camera you you were using, what you know, what kind of phone you were using, what type of day it was, and most importantly, we can put you in the. You know how big Central Park is. We can put you within ten feet of where you were standing when that photograph was taken from the metadata. So, having said that, and we just did this. And so having said all of that, um, they go back to the question, where in the indictments based on something that simple that exists from those days? You're right. So there it is. Well, the investigative tools at the disposal of law enforcement are breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking compared to what I recall. I was a brand new homicide detective in 1973. Uh, the sheriff's department in, in uh, Jefferson County, Missouri, had just got computers. There were yellow letters on a black screen. Uh, the deputy was uh, couldn't go out on the road anymore. This guy was old enough to be my father, probably early to mid seventies, and uh, it was semi-retirement for him. But but I'd stand behind him in the control room where this computer was. It kept dark, so you could see the screen, and I would say. Well, deputy, can you do this? And he, well, I don't know, John. We'll try that. That would work. And I'd be in there next day. Well, deputy, can you do that? And well, I don't know, John. But we'll try it. You mean those primitive days with those primitive computers compared to what we've got now? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You're 100 um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, you know, <laughs> following this technology as it develops has been fascinating, and uh, uh, the Department of Justice. Having this access to all this wonderful technology and with intent and by design, not making use of it with intent and by design, not making use of it. Well, there were hundreds, hundreds of crimes committed in Ferguson, Missouri, hundreds of crimes committed in Portland, hundreds of crimes committed in Seattle and other places that with the technology we've got. These men and women can be identified, indicted, arrested, and convicted. And it never happened. Never. It uh, never happened. You, you, you no, know, you're exactly right. And we've got, we've got ample evidence, and I use that term purposely, uh, about the complicity of the FBI, federal agents, federal informants, different, a whole different ballgame, or CIs, confidential informants, um, working on the payroll of the FBI for January 6th. Uh, just as the Whitmere kidnapping, and I want to get your take on that. That the the the, 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 the Whitmer kidnapping that fell apart real quick, and boy, did that hack off a lot of leftists out there. But uh, you know, with with respect to the FBI uh, entrapment stuff, um, it, it, two of the four off, no char. I mean, not guilty, and then uh, two hung juries. So, I, I mean, we're you're right though. We're seeing. Right in front of our very eyes. You know, John, we're seeing everything fall apart, the narrative fall apart. You're 100% right. Well, sir, uh, let's bring this back to the topic of our listeners and the families of our listeners. Yes, sir. First of all, we're looking at a spiritual war. Ultimately, ultimately, it is a spiritual war. Yeah, there's brick and mortar uh, things involved. Of course there are. But ultimately, it's a spiritual war. So get your spiritual house in order, number one, whatever that is for you. Number two, uh, if you have people you love and you care about, make sure you've got 
what those folks need in a safe haven away from a major metropolitan area where there's food, shelter, water, hopefully electricity, a way to, to stay warm in the winter, everything you need to be at least somewhat comfortable. Maybe you've got an outhouse instead of a nice flush toilet. That's a big so what. At least you got a sanitary place to relieve yourself. You do what you can within uh, your abilities, within your budget. And is it too late to start? No, it's not too late to start. Uh, Do what you got to do to find a safe haven. Throwing the kids and some camping supplies in the minivan heading to the National Forest is not a plan for anything except disaster. That's all that is. So you need a, a viable place away from a major city and, and suburban area where you and your and the people you love will be safe and have potable water, have food, have a warm, dry place where they can sleep and all the things necessary. It may not be elegant, may not be beautiful, but if it's safe and warm and dry, it will get you through this. And I can't say if it's necessary uh, completely, but I can say it's more probable than anything I've seen in my adult life, Doug. How about you? One hundred percent. And I'm. And you, we. You need a support structure too, okay? Because I, I care deeply. Because I know a lot of people who are who are older or impaired. You know, infirmed. Look, you need. Um, you need a support structure. And even if you are alone, you're not alone. You talk about getting your spiritual house in order. Um, uh, you, you know, you, you have to be obedient to and submit yourself to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, that's the only way you're going to survive this. Regardless, that's the only way you're going to survive this. What's coming. So you're, you're 100% accurate on this. Well, I've had, I've had people tell me uh, regarding my daughter and her family getting a COVID class shot. Well, John, don't worry. Uh, trust in God. He will protect you. Well, I, I trust in God, but at the same time, I have a properly inflated spare tire in the back of my Lincoln Town there you car. Go. I don't trust God to take care of my flat tire farming. No, no, no. I mean, you. I, I don't. I don't trust God to take care of my exposing myself to spike proteins. God expects me to do what I can for myself. And you're smart for and, doing so. And and that, that's and how you always real- taught people to to. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely, Doug. So no, I, I don't just give God a a blanket request to take care of me. No, I don't do that at all. I'm I'm free, white, and 21. God expects me to do what I need to do for myself. And yes, I expect God to be there for me when I need it. But I'm also going to do what I, you know, when I've made quite a few parachute jumps, Doug. I always have two parachutes. Always. That's right. Two two is one, one is none. That's right. Yep. I don't jump with one hoping God will take care of the rest. I don't do that. Yeah. And parachuting is about the most fun you can have with your clothes on, Doug, by the way, in case you don't know. Well, uh, I can think of a couple other things, but parachuting is not <laughs> one of mine. But uh, uh, God bless you. You've always been the wild. By the way, John, Eric, have you noticed? I mean, John rides on the wild. He's, he's like a, uh, the poster child for what was that movie back in the day with uh, the, the motorcycle uh, movie? Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Easy Rider? Uh, Easy Rider. Yeah, there you go. That's you, John John Moore, right? Well, um, possibly. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
I'm going to have to write again. Another person's autobiography that needs written is John Moore's, um, only because, man, that stuff that guy's done and seen. But a homicide detector extraordinaire, uh, detective extraordinaire, and uh, one that uh, I've got to say this: you've always been level-headed and right on the money with things, and have your finger well, pulse of things. You know, I've both seen police departments, homicide police homicide detectives they get stuck in the paradigm of this guy did it and they stop looking for any other evidence that's right. or or they look at evidence that doesn't quite fit but they make it fit yeah if you push and, it hard enough yeah yeah yeah, I know. yeah get that square peg in that round hole yeah baby yeah uh, <laughs> but that's where i've had success is keeping an open mind and looking at the evidence from a viewpoint that can this be real or not and and i've solved a number of homicides that way doug and i'm sure you have also looking at all the evidence with an impartial mind uh, an impartial brain that something may not be quite right here just because this 18 year old boy visited the murdered woman the day she was deceased and murdered doesn't mean he murdered her doesn't mean it at all. That's a talking from a, an actual case, by the way. And I and I had a homicide. Yeah, exactly. And I had a homicide detective bring a cold case over and, and two big, I mean, huge binders, set it on the desk, and uh, we spent a couple of hours after about uh, three hours. I, I said, "Take a look at this picture," and, and I said, "You know, what's in the corner right there?" And uh, is long story short, bloody towels. Oh, I didn't notice that before, and that was the issue that uh, actually got a confession from someone that uh, wasn't even on the radar at the time. So anyway, that was yeah. something. Yeah. Or, or another murder I worked, uh, the uh, boyfriend was in the room next door, half-inch drywall, two layers, 10 shots went off the next room. He said it was a pop. <laughs> okay. A yeah, pop. that was one hell yeah. of a pop, right. Yeah. John, I, I got to tell you, I, I went over on your time. I apologize. We're out of time, my friend. I love okay. you, man. Uh, John Moore, thelibertyman.com. That's the place to go. You need to listen to his show every day. John, thank you so very much. Thank right. you, Doug. We'll look forward to next Monday. All right. God bless you, my friend. Folks, that'll do it for me. Have a great night. <laughs>